Hello there. Get ready to smile again with radio's home folks, Vic and Sade. Vic and Sade, written by Paul Reimer, is brought to you each weekday by the makers of the new Sure Mix Crisco. Well, sir, our scene doesn't open at the small house halfway up in the next block today. Instead, we take you to Mr. Victor Gook's modest office at the Consolidated Kitchenware Company, plant number 14. Vic appears to have a visitor, and the visitor is saying... Since this is business and strictly business, I thought I'd keep it on a business basis. Discuss it at my place of business, sir. Exactly. Well, fire away. I'm not interfering with your work. No. There's a lull in these occupation that is known as the children's hour. How do you mean? Nothing. Papa waxes witty as so. Oh. Shoot. What's on your mind? Christmas present money. Uh-huh. I had a foreboding just the other day I'd be approached on that matter shortly. Well, Christmas is getting close. No doubt about it. How much do you require? A thumping big sum. $7,000? <laughs> you consider me a comical fella, huh? Yeah. I am a gay dog. Very popular with my friends on account of the funny things I say. Uh-huh. How much do you want to stick me for? Twenty-five dollars. Hey, hey. I appreciate it's a huge amount. Took my breath away, too, when I arrived at that figure. But, Gov, I've shaved it down as close as I could. See, the point is, I'm getting older every year. People expect regular Christmas presents as a fella gets older. I can't get by with giving little kid stuff anymore. Looks ridiculous from a fella 14 years old. I came to your office this afternoon, Gov, to speak straight from the shoulder and ask your man... One moment, Margaret. My telephone. Go ahead. Yes? Mr. Hudson? Okay, Miss Hammersweet. Put him on. Don't let me interfere with any business you may be transacting, Gov. Quite all right. I won't stay but a few minutes. Stick around. Uh, yes, Hudson? Which invoice are you referring to? Oh, no, I think I'd contact Plant 17 on that, Hudson. Fuss is the fellow to get in touch with. Gus Fuss. Don't you know him? Uh-huh. Well, he's a good scout. He'll give you all the dope you want on those invoices. Yeah. Okay, Hudson. Okay. You certainly do transact business, don't you? Mm, all the days work. I'd like to bring Bluetooth Johnson and some of the guys down here sometime and let them watch your transact business. You haven't seen anything. This afternoon's been very slow. There's days when that telephone rings and don't stop ringing. And this office is crowded with as many as five people all trying to talk to me at once. Is that a fact? <laughs> sure. Uh, what were you saying, Pete? I came to your office this afternoon, Gov, to speak straight from the shoulder and ask you man to man if you don't think a fellow my age ought to give his friends and relations regular gifts at Christmas time. <laughs> you spoke that piece for memory. Oh. Uh, Didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> speak it again. I came to your office this afternoon, Gov, to speak straight from the shoulder and ask you man to man if you don't think a fellow my age ought to give his friends and relations regular gifts at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, there's more. Oh? I have here in my pocket a document listing the names of those to whom I feel Christmas presents should be sent. With your permission, I propose to submit this document and request that you give it close examination. You write that out and memorize it? Yeah. Not a bad speech. State your case in clear, concise like I beg your indulgence once again, Harry. Go ahead. Yes? Ms. Cook? All right, Miss Hammerstreet. Don't tell her I'm here. Beg pardon? Don't tell Mom I'm here. She don't like me hanging around your office. Okay. Figures I make a nuisance of myself, I guess. Uh-huh. Hello there, Dr. Sleech. Can you wait just a second? 
There's a pretty girl sitting on my knee, and I can't get the receiver up to my ear, and she... <laughs> How are you, kiddo? Uh-huh. Pray, what is your idea disturbing me at my office? When, this evening? Not that I know of. Suit you, suit me, Mr. Spooner. Okay, tell him to come on ahead. Sure. Sure. Is Rush home? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, when he gets home, tell him I'm going to thrash him within an inch of his life. <laughs> because he's the wickedest, headstrong boy, that's why. <laughs> okay, Sadie. You bet. Oh, usual time. Okay, kiddo. So long. Mr. and Miss Stembottom want to get an early start paying 500 this evening. Oh. Sadie's a good boy. <laughs> yeah. Where were we in our discussion here? I was going to show you this list of names. Uh-huh. See how long it is? Yeah. It's longer every year. One of the penalties a fellow has to pay for growing old. Uh-huh. Alongside each name, I have an amount of money written down. That represents the sum I figure I ought to spend on that particular party. Mm-hmm. The list, you'll notice, starts off with mine. So it does. Eight dollars. A young fortune. Yes, it is, but doggone it, Gov. I don't see how I can get five for less. I think Mom's got a decent Christmas present from me coming. Mm-hmm. I'd hate to spend one single penny less than eight bucks for anything I'd buy from Mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any more eight-dollar items? No. That's far and away the biggest single amount. There's a few two- and three-dollar items and one five-dollar item, but this eight-dollar item is in a class by itself. I see. Who rates the five-dollar Christmas present? Uh, you do. Well, may I expect... Uh, Uncle one? Walter, two-dollar present. Aunt Bess, $2 present. Uncle Fletcher, $3 present. Those are the big guns. Those three and you and Mom kill $20 right there. Only leaves $5 for Cousin Yunsi and my Sunday school teacher and my many friends. No, God, I've shaved her down. I've shaved her down to rock bottom. I realize 25 bucks is a whopping big chunk of money. Chut, chut, Mr. Telephone. Go ahead. Yes? Mr. Willis? All right, put him on. Chicago. Oh, long distance? The company's own private wiring. Yes, Willis. Oh, finest silk, thanks. New? Uh-huh. Baby, get over that six spell all right? Well, that's good. Which consignment? Well, didn't anybody from the shop here wise you up on that? Well, somebody should have. I believe that's in Ike Niesuffer's lap. Well, I'll check, Willis. Yeah. No, it's all right. Held up three days in Toledo, Ohio is all. Yeah, delivered this morning. Yeah, they shot us a wire. Yeah. Okay, Willis. Uh, Going to be down this way soon, you think? Uh-huh. Well, don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> okay, Willis. Bye. You sure do transact business. Oh, it's very slow today. I just like to bring Bluetooth Johnson down here sometime and let him watch you transact business. Oh, sure. <laughs> there she goes again, my George. Yeah. Yes? Who, Miss Hammersweet? Mr. Guppa. Oh, Mr. Gutstop. Sure, put him on. Hank. Huh? <laughs> He's a corker, that guy. Had somebody else call my office. I can hear the billiard balls knock against each other down at the Lazy Hours pool toilet. You'd think Hank was some hotshot executive with a private secretary. The way, uh, yes, Hank. 
whole can kick, I guess. Uh-huh. Huh? Temporarily cut short, eh? He hitting you for money, too? Yeah. Oh, I guess I can spare a couple of bucks, Hank. Yeah. All right. No, I'll be here the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> Send a special messenger, huh? Okay. Okay, Hank. Not at all. Bye. He's quite a sharp operator. Borrow two berries off a fella and sends a special messenger around to collect it. Huh. I expect he's involved in a critical game of bottle pool. Can't spare the time to come himself. Uh-huh. Uh... Your mother doesn't approve of Hank, and I'd just as soon she didn't know I left. Oh, I wouldn't mention it around home. Might be just as well if you didn't. Oh, I wouldn't say anything. Where'd we leave off in our interview? Oh, I was saying that my Christmas present for you and Mom and Uncle Walter and Aunt Bess and Uncle Fletcher eat up $20 alone. Only leaves five to be divided among this great big long list of friends. I figure I ought to buy Yuncy a dollar present, and I figure I ought to buy Miss Nago, my Sunday school teacher, a four-bit present. That only leaves three and a half for... Um, Bluetooth Johnson, Smelly Clark, Leland Richards, Rooster Davis, Leroy Snow, Vernon Peggles, Willis Rohrbeck, Milton Welch, and Heine Call. Mm-hmm. See, Gus, even with $25 to start with, I'll only have three and a half left to buy presents for Bluetooth Johnson, Smelly Clark, Leland Richards, Rooster Davis, Leroy Snow, Vernon Peggles, Willis Rohrbeck. I believe I see eye to eye with you, Harry. What? I'm disposed to accept your bill of goods. You? Yep. The... Hold them out? Yep. Of course, you'll have to give me a day or two's grace to scare up the money. By George, Gov, I don't know how to... Telephone is rigged. Telephone is rigged. Yes? Mr. Burroughs, tell him to sit down. I'll be free in just a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, somebody waiting to see you? Yeah. Well, I better go. No hurry. Oh, I might just as well go, I guess. Suit yourself. You, uh, didn't mind my buttonholing you here in your office? Not at all. It was business and strictly business, and I thought I'd keep it on a business basis. Surely. And, Gov, I can't begin to tell you how much forget I... Forget it, forget it. No, but, doggone it, when I think what a high-class father... Telephone is ringing, telephone is ringing. Yes? Uh, not this afternoon, I'm afraid, Miss Hammersweet. No, from now on till five o'clock, I'll be completely tied up. Tell him I can see him tomorrow morning. Yes. All right. Golly, how you transact the business. <laughs> sure. No, but you do. Nothing in the world. Well, guess I'll be going. All right. It was a very pleasant interview. Shake hands? Sure. Come back again. I will. Goodbye. Goodbye, sir. Which concludes another brief interlude at that small house halfway up in the next block. But be sure to come along when we visit Vic and Say the next time. This is Ed Hurley speaking. Do you want your stockings to wear and wear and wear? Well, I'll tell you what it takes. Avery Flakes, Avery Flakes, nightly care with Avery Flakes. Helps and runners. Why, you should just see the wonderful stocking wear women are getting with Avery Flakes care. 250, 295, even more than 330 hours of wear from a single pair. Now, long wear like that would interest you, I know. What was silk stockings getting scarcer? Yes, and here's how these women got such wonderful wear. They followed Ivory Flake's easy rules. Listen, do wash your stockings every night. Don't let them pile up. Do use lukewarm suds of pure Ivory Flakes. Don't use hot water or strong soaps. Do wash your stockings gently. Don't rub. 
We promise this easy care every night will help your stockings wear longer. You know, nine out of ten leading makers of America's most famous stockings advise nightly washing with new double-quick ivory flakes for both their silks and their nylons. So, help stop runs before they start. Now take heart, do your part. Ivory flakes each night are smart. Well, what I mean is, that way you'll help your stockings to wear and wear and wear. 